1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The vibes changed quickly after Saturday's win and the Anderson stuff. And that's the second big Anderson home run against the Yankees in less than a year. We had the Field of Dreams game, obviously, off Britain. And that was another bullpen hiccup. But yes, the uh, bullpen was not at its best on Sunday and Chapman was a reason for that. Lou ago was a reason for that. They both have been struggling and now Chad green is on the shelf for the rest of the season with Tommy John surgery. But I mean, before we dive into, into the green stuff, which is really such a huge bummer for him as he was getting ready for, to finally enter free agency. But uh, but Sean, with with LaWisega struggling, Chapman struggling, Green out, Britain not back until way later in the year, is I don't know. Obviously, the Yankees have had some emerging arms in King and Holmes, but I don't know. It it's suddenly um, suddenly seems like the Yankees might have a, a little bit of a, a bullpen depth problem right now. Yeah, you know, I was gonna I was gonna text you I think on
0: Saturday because you could on the Saturday game you could feel that game really kind of going in the White Sox favor as it went along, but. That the Yankees offense was able to, to come through. And I was going to say, I think, you know what, aside from a center fielder, we need to talk about Aaron Hicks again. Um, aside from a center fielder, I think a bullpen arm is where I would be targeting my trade. I mean, the catching situation is not good. Don't get me wrong, but I think you're getting adequate defense from the catching situation, adequate pitch framing, I'll say from the catching situation, I wouldn't want to mess with the pitchers right now. Um, but the, the bullpen is, is worrying me. And when you see game like on Saturday, where you, you have a five run lead and then, you know, I know Nestor wasn't great, but you know, the, the bullpen did let Chicago get even closer. It's funny. We say Nestor wasn't great and it only bumped his ERA up to like 1.8, but, um, yeah, it, it definitely is concerning. And, you know, the lawizing piece to me is so crazy because he was unreal last year. And this year he's, he's not doing very well. And, and now with, with green out, we're going to have more, more of these uh, you know, more stress on, on the reliable arms. And, And we know like down the road, that could, that could cause an issue. So when you're playing these games, you can't have, you know the offense needs to be able to put up a little bit more to create a cushion because you can't have these tense games and you know tie games in the ninth where you're bringing in Chapman. It's just it's it's a crapshoot. There, that game should not have been tied. Well, I don't know what would have happened, but the, the Aaron Hicks pickoff in the eighth inning was just atrocious. So I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Hicks situation is something that has to be addressed. He's had his struggles at the plate, certainly now on the bases in the field, which you know soured. Well, I think he had a two hit game before yeah. that happened, um, but yeah, there's all kinds of problems with Hicks in center field right now. But yeah, back to the to the bullpen with with ago, Like you said, I mean, he just got knocked around again last night. His ERA is up to just over seven now, and is um his expected slugging percentage is up to four twenty-nine. That's almost double what it was last year. That would be his career worst right now. His and and the walks are what's killing him too, taking a little bit too much out of Chapman's book, but he's he's got a 13.7 walk rate right now. That's nearly triple what it was last year. Five point seven last year. It was seven in twenty twenty. So he's trending right back to where he was in the first two seasons of his career when he struggled with his command and his walk rate was at about 11%, but now it's worse than ever. So, you know, is this, is this a result of trying to learn how to pitch with these different baseballs that seem to be in circulation this year that a lot of people are complaining about? Is it just a mechanical thing? I don't know, but the Yankees are definitely going to need him to figure that out. He was one of their most reliable bullpen arms last year. He was one of the best in baseball last year and now all of a sudden he can't consistently throw strikes. When he does throw strikes, it gets hit and hit hard. So the wise ago was, was not good again yesterday and neither was Chapman. Now we have an apparent Achilles injury that he's dealing with. There was a walk, a wild pitch, a pass ball. And Chapman just does not look sharp at all. And, and honestly, when they brought up the Achilles thing, I was, my initial reaction was just like, well, he he just looks like he always does when he goes into one of these funks where he can't throw strikes. Like I don't see anything physical, but it, it does look like he was laboring a little yesterday. And now he's saying he's been dealing with it for nearly two weeks. So that's, that's not great. I, I, I guess I understand why the Yankees are trying to just go the, Treatment route with him and push through it because they are still in the midst, coming down the home stretch now of a of a stretch of twenty three games in twenty two days um, because of rainouts and double headers and things like that. But they don't have off until just after Memorial Day, so I understand needing to push through it. But I mean, Chapman's really not giving you much at all. I think it might be time to consider an IL stint and get him off that Achilles. You know, someone tweeted. I think after the home run, not even before
0: the, the walk, the wild pitch and the double, like Chapman needs a phantom IL stint coming up here. And I kind of was like, yeah, you need to just reset him because that's what happens. It's like uh, the old Nintendo, you know, take the game out, blow in the cartridge, put it back in. Like that, that always happens with him where he stinks. They had to have to do like a reset and then, uh, and then bring him back. So I think they should ship him off to the IL. He's, he's, having him out there is just a, you know, a a nightmare situation for a fan. It's, it's a heart attack, every appearance. And I mean, I don't know if, 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 you know, that the Achilles is why he's has that issue, but put him on the shelf, let him get healthy, let him work on his getting his mechanics back. Because I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a major league pitcher, but I'm sure if you are unable to land properly or push off properly, it's going to affect the rest of your mechanics. And you know, like you had said with Loiza, Loiza's issue is now control. I think if, if you watch Loiza pitch, his stuff is still really, really good, um, but it's just the control. Like he, you know, he, he's. He, I, I remember one home run that he gave up that I was like, that was a good, that was a good location, and he just got beat out of. But uh, other than that, he's been really his stuff is fine. Chapman stuff is not exactly fine, but, um, with the location being as bad as it is, it, it, it creates a, a tough thing. So he's got to get back to his mechanics. I think an IL stint probably is, is where he should, he should be headed. And, uh, you know, uh, I think they, they have a couple arms they can maybe call up and just kind of weather the storm. And, um, look, I know as Yankee fans, we want to all go through and, you know, go on this, pace of losing what like 44 games throughout the entire year. But, um, you know, you build up a big lead so you could weather storms like this. So, uh, you know, I, I think it, it's better to be proactive and kind of, kind of get him
1: right. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it about Loisaga. I mean, in terms of fastball velocity, spin rate, he's all up in the 95th, 96 percentiles in in major league baseball right now, according to Statcast. cast, but those, uh, Walk rate numbers, the expected slugging numbers, those are all way down, looking mm-hmm. a lot more blue than those than those other numbers. Yeah. So but one more thing about Loizaga too.
0: I, I thought about it. Do you remember in 2018 Green? So 2017, and I know we're gonna get to Green in a second here, but he had a, a breakout year in 2017. And then in 2018, he took a step back and they actually sent him back to the minors, and he got himself figured out and he came back, he was better. I'm not saying that they need to send Lewis to get down, but I also think like Yankee fans it's completely normal to see somebody have a breakout season and then regress a little bit. And, you know, it's up to the Yankees to make sure that they identify what the problem is and to fix it. And I mean, with the job that Matt Blake has done with the pitchers that are here um, I think it's just a matter of time before they, uh, before they do get low to get righted.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Me too. And I think like you brought up and we just mentioned, the stuff is there, the velocity is there, the spin rate is there. So all the foundations to getting back to where he was last year are there and look at the job Matt Blake has done with his pitching staff already, especially the starting rotation. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting thought. I remember sending green down was a surprise when it happened, but then he came back and looked a lot more like himself. I think the adjustment he made when he got back was that he was like setting his hands a lot. Low was it lower or higher? But he was he changed something with how he was setting his hands before he would deliver the pitch, and it and it helped him out a lot. And he got back to you know he didn't never really got back to the pitcher he was in 2017 because he was just absolutely dominant and he just had his occasional meltdowns. But Green was a great pitcher for the Yankees, and we should probably just get to him now because we might have seen Chad green throw his last pitch, which was what a single single to Rugneto door. Not, not the best That's, way to go out. Well, but. we'll see before we, before we transition
0: really quick, just want to give some kudos to our boy dude. Sevy was, was tremendous again this, this weekend. So, Oh I think, yeah. I, I think to put a bow on, on the weekend, I would say the starting pitching, was I mean? Look, Cortez gave up a three-run homer, but other than that, you know, he labored through through a good start. But I mean, you got to be really happy with what you saw from the starters uh, against a pretty decent lineup on on Sunday. And and I think you know, speaking of hands, remember when they changed where Seve held his hands when he worked with Pedro? That's when he really took off. So uh, really, really great to see Seve back out there. So trying to take a positive away from a tough day. You know, great, great starting pitching and. You know, when Seve got out of the bases loaded, no out jam, I was actually listening to John and Susan. I was so pumped up. I was, you know, so happy for him. And you can just, I can just picture in my head that the, the, the Seve scream. So,
1: oh yeah, yeah, happy fantastic. to see him cruising. Seve was fantastic, and I root so hard for Sevy every time he's on the mound, just because of everything he's been through injury wise and, and where he was before all these injuries. And it's just so great to see him getting back to that. And like Boone has said a couple starts ago, how he's not necessarily getting back to where he was in 2018. He's evolving into a more, mature pitcher. He's throwing his change up a lot more and trusting it a lot more. And that's a pitch he didn't even really have until 2018 when he started using. And everyone said he would need to develop a reliable third pitch to be a steady starter and consistently dominant starter. And now he has that change up. It looks really good. He's even throwing a cutter a little bit now. It's, he's definitely maturing into a different pitcher and he had, his, he had his innings last night where he looked dominant. And I think another cool thing about his start last night, like you mentioned, getting out of the bases loaded jam, but he also allowed the leadoff man to reach five straight innings and got out of all of them. So he, he battled his way through a tough lineup, like you said. The White Sox have dealt with a ton of injuries so far this season, but they are also still have a a potent lineup. I mean, Anderson's one of the most consistent hitters in the league. You have Abreu and Robert who have a ton of pop Moncada's struggled a little bit this year, but he's still capable of doing a lot on, on offense. So it's, uh, it's very inspiring to see Severino pitch the way he did last night. And Tyone gave you a great outing Cortez, like you mentioned was not at his best, but you could tell watching that game, you could tell almost immediately that he didn't have his typical command that he usually does. But he wound up just, you know, he made that one mistake. To, I don't even know if I want to call it a mistake to Abreu. That was just a great job of Abreu getting his hands in on that cut. I mean, that cutter was not even over the plate. That had cut right back in on his hands, but Abreu was just ready to jump on it and he muscled it over the fence for a three run home run. That was really the only damage that Cortez let up. So the rotation is still an absolute, absolutely a bright spot. And it's was the bright spot of, of this weekend as well, when there wasn't too much else going on to be all that thrilled about, but uh, let's, yeah, let's move on to, uh, to Chad green. Like we were talking about who is who maybe we saw him throw his final pitch as a Yankee. That would be a bummer, but it's, you know, a lot of people kind of bring up greens meltdowns that he has from time to time. He was among the league leaders in those which uh, meltdown constitutes pitch on the mound when your win probability shifts at least 4% one way or the other. And you're giving up a certain amount of runs. And um, he has certainly had a lot of those, but what did you think of, of green going down of uh, possibly being the end of his career as a Yankee. And right before he's about to reach free agency.
0: Absolutely bummed, man. I mean, I think, I know, I know Yankee fans have soured on green over the last couple of years in, in my opinion, but um, just from being at games and hearing the way fans react to some of his appearances, but I'm a big Chad green fan. Uh, the whole run in 2017 doesn't happen without doing what he did in game one of the Wild Card game. Yankees probably don't have a, I mean, he was a huge difference maker in, in 2017. He was, you know, he did a, an admirable job as the opener in 2019. Um, he's, he's hasn't been the most lights out pitcher, uh, the Yankees have had in that bullpen since 2017, where he was just absolutely incredible. But, um, he's, he's been reliable. I'll say like he has his stints where you're, you know, it's, it's not as exciting. I not as, not as fun, but, um, you know, he was always a pitcher that you, you you felt is was gonna, you know, maybe give up a dinger once a month that that hurts. But he, you know, he he also got a lot of big outs for the Yankees over the years, and for you know for a long time he was one of the, the stalwarts, and he's been with the team for so long, and he's only been a Yankee his whole career. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if the Yankees will do kind of like what the Dodgers did when, when they took Canely and, and give him a contract and, and hope that he comes back after that. I don't know what that'll look like. I'm sure some team will though. Cause you know, he's, he's shown the ability to get big outs, um, you know, be versatile serving as the opener and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss Chad green. That that's for, that's for sure. And I think the Yankee fans are going to miss him more than they think, because it does make the bullpen a little bit shorter, you know, you need guys like that. Like not every guy is going to be as good as Clay Holmes every year. Um, and and a guy like Chad Green, he gets some big outs for you and you don't
1: even think about it because you just kind of remember the, you know, some of the home runs or whatnot. Absolutely. You start to take a pitcher for granted when that pitcher is always around. And that's who Green was and is. He, he had not had an IL stint since his rookie year in 2016. And he was one of the most valuable relievers in all of baseball since his breakout twenty seventeen. He's fourth among all relievers in major league baseball in war since twenty seventeen. I mean for context, Chapman I think is twelfth. And he's been relatively healthy throughout his time since coming back to the Yankees in 2017. But Chapman was was among the best. I think Hayter is first and that's that's saying a lot. He's had a 2.96 ERA since 2017. So that's about as reliable as it gets to have a reliever in your bullpen who has an ERA under three for the last five seasons. And I, it's just a bummer. I mean, it's, it sucks. It makes you kind of a little mad at like the structure of, of baseball and free agency and arbitration. Cause here he was finally about to get his payday after you know going through arbitration and rookie salaries for the beginning of his career. And now, you know, with Tommy John, he's going to be out pretty much all of next year. So who knows what kind of payday he's going to get. And it was it's certainly going to be less than what he deserved before this happened. I think you, you kind of saw it happen with Patances too. Yeah. Not that long ago, one of the most dominant relievers in all of baseball for four years. Then he has the Achilles problems and obviously Patances has never been the same again, but so you, you hope green can, can bounce back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, that it's you, you go through the lockout and it's frustrating and it's annoying. And I think a lot of fans tendencies is to say, well, they're all millionaires. Why don't they just get out there and play? Well, the, you know, the billionaires are holding more money back and they're making more and more of a percentage and the younger players specifically that haven't gotten a free agency yet, you know, they're they're kind of tied to to this structure that's in place. They don't have the free market to become multimillionaires. They have to rely on systems like arbitration, uh, like minimum salary and and rely on the service time stuff. And that's what happened has happened to to Chad Green, where he's right about to get his payday. And now his payday might not ever come. And, you know, per year, I'm sure he makes, you know, decent salary. But when you extrapolate it over your lifetime, because you know, his career could be I mean, I don't mean to be dramatic, but it could be over. Who knows, you know, what what happens after surgery. We've seen guys that we're like, oh, they're getting Tommy John. They'll be fine. And then we don't see them for, you know, a while. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with Green. Um, you know, I think, I, I hope this isn't it for him, but I'll always be grateful for him for the 2017 wild card game. I, I remember uh, following along with that game. And just after he gets out of that inning, you're like, all right, Santana's on the mound. We got a shot. Like the place was still rocking. It reminded me very much of when Moose got out of the jam and the 3 ALCS coming in for Pedro. I mean, I'm sorry, coming in for Clemens, obviously not the same stakes, but it was very reminiscent of that, of like, all right, we held them. Now we
1: have our shot and really turned turn that entire game around right there. Absolutely. He's the MVP of that game. Now nobody can convince me different. That game does not happen without Chad Green. If he doesn't get out of that jam, you can argue that the Yankees don't complete that comeback. Maybe they don't get the two O series comeback in the ALDS. Maybe you don't see the big rally in game four of the ALCS. So all of our best to Chad Green and hopeful for a speedy recovery, but now it's time to look ahead to the Orioles series. And again, If you are liking what you're listening, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bomber Brothers Podcast on WFAN and Odyssey.